Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, welcome in here. It is the weekend edition of the Early Line. Want to thank you guys for joining us here. Dane Martinez, Joe Ranieri, and uh, boy, we're excited here as we uh, continue to push on through May here, Dane, and we open up with yet uh, a weekend filled with something to be excited about from a sports perspective, certainly from a betting perspective. We got ourselves the Arkansas Derby here today. Huge card of racing. This would have been. The we would have been Churchill Downs in it, man. We would have been mint juleping, which they terrible drink, by the way, just awful. It's like a diabetic nightmare. Like it's just the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but listen, for one day a year, you're excited. You get to wear a hat and you get to drink uh, sugar, basically. And unfortunately, we don't have that. We do have it though coming up in September. But what we do have, Dane, of course, is one of the uh, the great lead-up races, the qualifying races, uh, uh, known throughout history of being the one race where American Pharaoh, Smarty Jones, like a lot of horses that have taken down this race uh, coming up here uh, later today have eventually gone on and had great success in the Triple Crown races. So will that be somebody... Uh, today, will that horse, uh, you know, end up going on and winning that Kentucky Derby rescheduled for September? We will find out, but we got to get through today's races. So we'll talk to some of our uh, favorite uh, horse handicappers here a little bit later and get their thoughts on some of these uh, races. But we did have some headlines uh, over the last uh, couple of days here. Uh, Dane, all the headlines really seem to be pointing towards uh, getting sports back here, and uh, certainly a, a few sports that we know about besides horse racing. We know UFC for sure next weekend is back uh, on May 9th. And we also got the confirmation from NASCAR that uh, that, too, will absolutely be getting ready to go. They are slated uh, Darlington, I believe, uh, on the 17th. Yeah. And then yeah. and it's so funny because they've got, I think, 31 races on the card and they plan on racing every one of them which means they're going to stay there in play uh, and race on wednesday of the following week so they're going to race on the weekend they're going to stay they're going to do another race obviously they're going to hang out there and uh they are going to mix and match but figure out a way talk about double headers uh for nascar that's a lot of money I, I get it i get it i mean no fans don't get me wrong i don't Going to a NASCAR race is a different animal anyway. You know, if, if I got a duck for tires, I don't know that I'm all for that, Dane. Um, but, you know, hey, listen, the drink, the drinks are cold. But at the same time, something else we can actually bet on, Dane, coming here. Let me ask you, though, Joe, because I remember a few weeks back, I told you about soccer. Yes. Right? And how you were thinking about condensing the season. But for soccer, it's different, right? Yes. They run like 10, 15 miles in a match. So to play, you know, play a soccer match on Sunday and then turn around and do it on Wednesday, yep. it's, it's, it's challenging for the body. Let me yep. ask you this, though, though, because I know some people think that race car drivers are not quote-unquote athletes, and I, I'm not taking that position. I think it is a challenge to be in there in that suit, uh, you know, going 200 miles an hour, not using the bathroom for five hours. What do you think, though? Are they able to get right back in the car three days later and do it all again? What is that on the body? That doesn't usually happen. That's a great question, Dan, because the reality is that is pretty taxing from a dehydrated standpoint. I mean, you're talking dudes in cars going. Yeah, and, and more even crazier, Dan, is what happens with the car. If the car gets smashed up, the, you're talking about the cruise now. Oh, the crews are going to be, uh, they're going to be bringing extra cars. They're going to be, uh, they're doing, they're planning on doing a few different twists, but they will run the 400 mile uh, Darlington uh, race coming up uh, 3.30 uh, Sunday, next Sunday there, Dane, or on the 17th. And then Tuesday, the 19th is another race that they're going, followed by wow. Wednesday, the 20th, the 24th, the 25th, wow. the 26th. I mean, we are going to be loaded. Yeah. Loaded I'm with races. That's correct. I, I like to see. I would love to talk to one of these drivers afterwards and see what the 
toll was on their body and if it was any different. Because if you see anything wild, like more crashes, because of you know, the attention span, the focus, it has to be a little bit different going three races four days. Yeah, it's nuts, actually, when you think about it. It's kind of crazy, but... It that's all that means more action for the sports books. That means more action for the sports investor who has been uh, patiently awaiting something, anything uh, to return. So uh, that'll be here. So UFC and certainly a whole lot of NASCAR happening in the month of May, Dane. And we are certainly, what well, we know, behind the scenes, a lot of moving parts and people working to get us back, of course, Major League Baseball and the NBA. Uh, and the NBA, of course, uh, a lot of a lot of chatter about whether or not they were going to go ahead and finish the regular season, those 18, 19 games. We talked about it this week, in fact, about the pros and cons and how to go about looking at it. And when the story came out uh, this week that executives and uh, GMs, people in front offices uh, were not keen on the idea of finishing the season and think it's uh, it's ridiculous. Man, LeBron took to uh, Twitter and just kind of hammered it, man, saying, saw some reports about execs and agents wanting to cancel season. He says it's absolutely not true. Nobody I know saying anything like that. As soon as it's safe, we would like to finish our season. I'm ready and our team is ready. Nobody should be canceling anything. Well, the king has spoken here, Dane. King has got something to say about, uh, you know, people going back to work and uh, finishing that 18-game season before the playoff starts i found that very interesting here because it wasn't like anybody put their name to it but he got out in right. front of it man he wants to be on record going we want to finish these 18 games and i i think that's it would you would think it would behoove lebron james to go yeah let's just go to the playoffs right but he's not and that's a little strange right he's already there at the top speed and we know that he and anthony davis you know, have a history of injury concerns, right? So all those 18 games can be are 18 opportunities for something bad to happen to compromise a playoff run. But I got to tell you, Joe, I, I don't think it's smart for LeBron to be chirping, okay? Think about it. A month or two ago when this started, LeBron was like, no fans, I ain't playing. And then he had to realize as the situation evolved, like, that that was a silly point of view. Of course this is going to happen. And what have I been saying? So with you man i was uh, i was a little shocked that that was the direction that he uh that he chose to go but hey listen uh i i'm sure he's speaking for a lot of guys that aren't lebron james on the team that uh, would like that uh, paycheck and like that ability and uh i'm sure there's a method behind amanda's and and i think also lebron might be looking at it and saying listen the more we can actually get back to playing and practicing the more opportunity we have in order to be ready for when those playoffs came. So I, I understand that. This layoff is unprecedented, Dane. It's, uh, yeah, I, you know, if you're 22, 23 years old, you're going to stay in shape. But, you know, the, you know the old guys, man. You all start and stop. That's not going to be an easy situation for them. Basketball players have rhythm and timing like everybody else. And think about that. They were just dropped in and poof, that's gone, Dane. No, I think it's true. And we said Whatever plan it is has to have some kind of runway for these players to get back into game shape. I think that's something that players and front offices can agree on because we can't have a rash of hamstrings as soon as we start getting back. That's what happens if these guys don't have an adequate opportunity to practice together, train together, and get back into the form as possible. So I think that is possible at this point, but I just don't think good point so on another front too dan in the nba it appears that uh this disney world 
option really is starting to gain some uh, traction. And we thought, so. Liz, we talked about it a month ago that this would be a great opportunity for the NBA, given the size of the rosters and oh. location and being able to kind of insulate, you know, the players and the teams and no, nobody is better set up to quarantine than Disney World. It's its own world inside itself. So it actually works out perfectly. Uh, and again, we had said when Bob Iger, the president and CEO of Disney, you know, meets with Adam Silver and says, hey, I, I got a plan for you, then, you know, it's not, it certainly wasn't somebody in lower PR that met with Adam right. Silver. Yeah, yeah, that but, will be taken seriously. Yes, I got to believe that will work out uh, 100% there. So uh, I love that idea. Now it's just a matter of questioning, Dane, if they are going to, and LeBron doesn't do anything because there isn't meaning behind it. Like, he doesn't come out and put his name on something unless he knows the ramifications that, hey, we're going to play these 18 games, we're going to finish the season, and, oh, yeah, um, the following season, I'm going to be very interested to see the ramifications because it appears like LeBron and others are willing at all costs, no matter what happens, to finish the season, even if it means kicking the can down the road for next season, Dane. And... If you want to start the NBA season on time, then in all likelihood, you're not going to finish those 18 games. But LeBron's kind of dug his heels in here. It'll be interesting to see if you're willing to do that, LeBron, that you're telling me you're willing to crown a champion if it has to be October, November, right? I mean, you're willing right. to push next season down. Right. It'll be interesting to see if uh, how that will work out. You got the location. But apparently, Dane, LeBron is telling us that we'll finish the 18, and yeah, if we got to push the season back a month or so, we'll do that too as well. Here's the thing. It's great that LeBron says that we'll do that, but yep. like, what does he know? Like, is TNT willing to do that? Right. <laughs> you know, is, is the front office willing to do that? You know, this idea of pushing the uh, beginning of next season, whatever kind of revenue that means. What, what about their partnership with the uh, the summer league in Vegas? Does that just get you know axed? You know, and then what does that mean for that partnership and that revenue and those contracts? So again, I understand that LeBron you know sees himself as kind of this ambassador right. and being able to speak for everybody. But I've said it all the time, Joe. There are just so many constituents involved that nobody in a vacuum can say, "Oh, this is what we're going to do." And have a, I don't care. You could be Mark Cuban. Yep. You can say it ain't going to matter, right? You can be it's the head of ESPN. It yep. may not matter. You know. Right. So it's, however we collaborate on this, it's good to see that LeBron is out there in front telling us what he would like. But you know, there's a lot of things I would like too, Joe. It doesn't mean I necessarily can. I am completely uh, on the same page with you there. But LeBron does carry a little bit of weight, so yeah. it'll be interesting yeah. to see. And to me, with LeBron, it's also a lot about perception. Uh, and he wants to be the guy that is looked at like, right. let's, let's, we're fighting. He's fighting for the little guy here right. in the NBA, right. you know? Hey, these millionaires, they're millions in these last 18 games. Interesting. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that eventually all comes out. But if we can get back, and I think, Dane, it's not unrealistic to think that they will begin. Probably, I would think by June, right? Uh, they are anticipating three weeks of play. They're going to need okay. three weeks to get ready. And we told you guys, the old guys, you know, you start getting up there, Dan. You don't. It's not all right. Let's go. Let's. Get, they're going to yeah. need it. It'll be interesting to see if we can get basketball back at the end of May, practicing and starting to get that kind of thing, uh, testing in place, all of that good stuff there. Uh, and then you basically you got to it's a, it's a you're descending upon Disney World. I mean, you got to get every team in there, and then you. It could very well if we're all if everything goes really really well, Dane. We could have two, three, four. I mean, you're talking four games a day in the NBA. Right. You know what I mean? From morning to night, we could really be just inundated here yeah. we just told you about nascar oh monday tuesday wednesday oh maybe thursday or then it's friday saturday like they're planning on they want to catch up and and race all 31 on the uh, on the season the nba could to finish 18 and then get to the playoffs and if you keep everything the same we're gonna have a lot of games to bet on dane in uh in one day we're gonna be we're gonna be kind of inundated man 
I mean, it's the same as like when we talked about how like all oh, the masters is moving to November, yeah. right? Right in the middle of like SEC football down in Georgia and the kind of sensory overload for those fans that it's going to be. Yep. You're describing something the same thing, right? Wherever this moves to is now all of a sudden going to be packed and right. having to like make up time, mm-hmm. you know? So whether it's going to look like <laughs> Not like the first Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament show. Yes, you know, yeah, it is yes. on four channels from doing it until midnight. It's almost like that's what we will see. But <laughs> I think it's an interesting idea. Put them all in one place. We talk about it. Whether it's Vegas hotels, Disney World, a cruise ship, or an island, you get them all together. It's pretty much like the Truman Show and see what can happen. I do believe, though, Joe, I don't know this idea of the rest of the regular season. Isn't it the more prudent decision to, like, just have the playoff teams go. Just have like the 18, the 16 games instead of the entire NBA. This idea of the regular season. Right. And then competitive balance. Like if you're a team that's tanking, if you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, are you really? Why go? Like what? There's only bad things that can happen. You get sick. You get injured. You know, as opposed to the playoff team that is still tracing the championship. I gotta ask it. What do you? Because we should start to come to this conversation at some particular point we got to think about it dane if they are in orlando and they are in disney world and you know they finish the 18 games let's just assume they're going to finish the season and crown a champion um have you begun to think about have you changed your mind at all with who might win this championship do you think this gives maybe some of these more youthful uh teams this uh, inexperienced team like do you have you begun to think that, you know what, it's still going to be LeBron, the Clippers, and the Greek? Or or do you think yeah. maybe, you know, all of a sudden with the value on the board, there could be some value in those, that four, five, and six seeds, you know? Yeah, I, I do know, and I have thought about that. problem is I'm already holding some pieces, <laughs> right? So I don't want to now just add to my outlay right. in a way that I'll make if I hit one of them, you know, I've talked about it. I'm on Miami and Boston right. in the Eastern Conference, so I don't want to add more to it. You feel you know, better about them? Because they weren't chalk at all when so, you took them. They weren't. I thought about, I did think we could beat Giannis in the East because right. of the series. I'm going to tell you something. If instead, if one of the things they have to do is instead of seven-game series, like going up five-game series because right. of the schedule, I think that helps Giannis and the Bucs. You know, I think, I thought it was a team getting a defense to kind of figure them out over the span of a series. And so I'd be interested to see, you know, how much they need to condense it and if that can benefit it. Um, but, for example, Boston right. is one of these young teams that have emerging stars, the Jalen Browns, the Marcus Smarts, the Jason Tatums, uh, Kemba with us a lot left in the tank. I think they would be in better position than another contender, say, like the Los Angeles Clippers, who have a ton of veterans already on their team, and they wanted yep. to have games playing together, right, and build that chemistry to go Yep. Well, come back here. We'll take a look. We'll put it up on the uh, graph for you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in here. The early line on the grid, sportsgrid.com, weekend edition. He is Dane Martinez. I'm Joe Ranieri. Exciting weekend, uh, certainly in horse racing, as the Arkansas Derby going to take uh, place on uh, on this Saturday. And it's going to be a lot of fun, Dane, because we got not one but two divisions. Got a whole great 14 races on the card here, every one of them exciting. More handle means more payout, more money, more opportunities to be able to cash in couple of pick fours, pick fives, pick sixes, you know what I mean? And next thing you know, sure. we're calling in to, uh, to work a little, right. uh, little sick on Monday. See you soon. We get our own stimulus check from Oakland. Exactly. From, from, our, from Oakland, exactly. So we'll go ahead and uh, we'll try to go ahead and get some of our uh, handicappers on the phone here, kind of break this race down for you. But we did uh, talk about the NBA going back to yeah. work finished in that season, crowning a champion. Looks like it's going to happen in Orlando at Disney World. Good, 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 and good. Great. But the question is now, Dane, we really should start thinking about, all right, does it change what anybody thinks? Because you're talking about a two-month layoff in the right, right in the season. 
where everyone that was, you, you know, you play all that time, you build up a rhythm, and then all of a sudden, it's like, let's face it, two months off is like, it's like, okay, uh, well, you're back at camp again. It's like you're back in preseason. So right. I'm wondering, Dane, on the board here, A, have yeah. any of the numbers for the future bets on the NBA champion changed much? And is there any value on some of these? Maybe this could be a, holy crap, we, you know, we didn't think of this two months ago, but now all of a sudden maybe a team or two is uh, yeah. at a pretty decent number to worth take a flyer on. Yeah, so, you know, in terms of movement, we haven't seen much, obviously. You know, people are not really putting right. that much money on, on a bet of futures bet where we don't even know if it's going to happen. So the top three are the same as they have been kind of since they were two months ago. The Milwaukee Bucks are currently the favorite to win the NBA championship at plus 240. Then you got the L.A. teams, the Lakers at plus 270, the Clippers at plus 340. Big time gap to the next group, okay, which would include teams like the Rockets, the Celtics, the Raptors, uh, Jazz, Heat, and others, in, in between, say, 12 and 25 to 1. You mentioned the idea, Joe, of, you know, youthful teams maybe being able to get back at it, you mm -hmm. know, but when I give you the team that I might think about as a bomb here, a complete bomb, I think about not young guys that can hit the ground running, but what the kind of availability slash injury dynamic may change now that we are two months, you know, fast forwarded into the future. Mm -hmm. And I ask you, Joe, you think the Brooklyn Nets will be better if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are there? Good question. That's a great you know, question. Like, yep. If, if they are in June playing, might Kyrie and KD be eligible yes. for the Brooklyn Nets? And the Brooklyn Nets are a team that is in the playoffs. I think they're the, seventh, the sixth or the seventh seed in the East. Now, I'm, you know, who knows, right, Joe? But I see their number at 60 to 1, Joe, to win the NBA championship. And I know that they are currently within the top eight in the East. So they qualify for the playoffs right now. And this is kind of, it could be far-fetched, but this team would be dramatically different, as we know, if they have two of the best 10 players in the world on this team. And I think that would move the odds. So for me, it's something like that to think about, yep. where their team would be dramatically different. You know, John Wall has said that he's ready to come back, although yep. I don't think the Wizards are kind of in play. But AD and Kyrie might be there for the Nets, and they're at 60 to 1, Joe. Uh, listen, I don't. I wouldn't mind, honestly, having a situation where maybe you throw in Dan for and We talked about this this week about some of these teams that if you do cancel the rest of those 18, 19 games, right? Some of those teams yeah. that were right on the bubble would suck. Well, how about a play-in tournament where we're with those right. teams right on the edge, right? I mean, and see yeah. if that, I wouldn't mind something along those lines. And then you got to figure, because I know the... There are going to be some guys that once the all, all clear is given and these guys go back whenever that may be here, a lot of people yeah. are going to think the vets have all the advantage in the world here, Dane. And, I, you know, the, the Kawhi Leonard's and the obviously right. the Clippers and the Bucks And I don't know. And if that's the case, Dane, then to me, if we're going to go along the theory that the vets – have a distinct advantage, then you tell me who's got a better advantage than the Toronto Raptors right now, right? I, I mean, who in their right mind is going to go, wow, Toronto, they've never really been there, haven't done that before. The entire team is filled, and the biggest thing with Toronto all year was battling injuries and still competing. And Now all of a right. sudden, yeah, yeah now they're all healthy, and man, oh man, I got to tell you, a team like Toronto getting there and, and winning the East and that kind of thing, yeah. Maybe experience will matter getting through something like this as opposed to, you know, if you've never been there, yeah. if you're Zion, you've never been there, you know, the hell's the difference, right? Let's go out and play some basketball. I might be a little bit better than you with a two-month layoff because I'm a little bit younger than you. Yeah, they don't have to have that load. They've been managing the load already. The That's what I'm months. talking about. Yep. Yeah, with a guy like yep. July or yes, in Toronto with veterans. I get that. Um, but I can't, I don't understand or necessarily know exactly how that's going to play out. I think the injury thing is a more kind of uh, guaranteed value. Right. You know right. what that player is. He wasn't there. Now he is. So whether that's someone like KD for Brooklyn, think about the bottom of the Western Conference, Joe. You mm -hmm. have New Orleans. You just mentioned Zion. They are a different team 
now that Zion is there. Think about also, Joe, we've talked about the Portland Trailblazers and how yes, Nurkic was on the way back and the difference um, he has on that team. Those would be the places I'm looking where there was a big-time player that either could now be eligible because of the time lapse or was starting to get back into shape like a Zion, like a Nurkic, like a Kevin Durant, like a Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. And, and if they are on a team that is poised to be in the tournament and potentially yep. the a run. Yeah, it's... um. It, something's going to happen soon here, guys. And I do think, Dane, if the word comes down that they're finishing the season, then it's already, I know Woj uh, had reported that um, it's it's seriously being pushed to let's push the season back to starting in, in December. And now all of a sudden we're hearing that Gary Bettman of the NHL same thing that he too would be willing to adjust the the next you know 21 season 2021 season kind of push that down a lot of benefits there not competing with the nfl and college football early on dane and starting uh, towards the end of the year so maybe just maybe there is a path to finish this season and crown a champion uh i don't think uh the nfl is going to have to worry about necessarily that just yet but we do have uh, a couple of headlines in the NFL, Dane, that have come out, which I think are hilarious here. Uh, and right at the top, uh, don't look any further than Doug Marone uh, coming out now and uh, telling us that, yeah, listen, we, we don't have a problem. We, we, we've got Minshew, right? We, we, we got Josh Dobbs. Uh, but sure. you know what? We may, we may dabble in the, uh, in the veteran free aging quarterback market here a little bit. We might dabble, and if you're going to dabble at this point, uh, who are you dabbling with? Are you going Cam Newton, or are you going Andy Dalton, you think, if you're Doug Marone? Oh, if they're the Jacksonville Jaguars, I connect the dots to Andy Dalton, Joe, right. and here's why. One of the things we've talked about all offseason long is how familiarity is reigning supreme. Okay, um, Jay Gruden was the Bengals head coach. You know, yes. for some of the Dolphins' tenure as franchise quarterback there. Jay Gruden is now the offensive coordinator of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Joe. So, you know, we've seen this before, right? Phillip Rivers going to Indianapolis to reunite with Frank Wright. Eddie Bridgewater going to Carolina, where Joe Brady is there as coordinator now, right? Yes. Reuniting. We talked about even with Jacksonville, Nick Foles getting traded to Chicago, where Filippo was the offensive coordinator. So, you know, at Kyle Allen gets traded to Washington to reunite with former head coach Ron Rivera. So I think that is a great experience, and I'm connecting those dots. Andy Dalton with experience in that offense with Jay Gruden as a coach. The only issue for me, though, Joe, and I'd love to get your thoughts, mm -hmm. I believe the Jaguars want their next actual franchise quarterback to be named Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Okay, and so if that's the case, Gardner Minshew gets to that. You know what I mean? So like, yep. I'm not saying Andy Dalton comes in and sets the world on fire. Right. But Andy Dalton, in a backwards way, risks you winning five games and then maybe being out of the Lawrence thing. So while I do think it makes sense, I wonder if the Jaguars are really trying to win games this year, and that's part of why Minshew is in the driver's I'm kind of with you, Doug Marone. Uh, you know, it it makes sense to bring him in, even if you like, even if you are high on Minshew and you want to do it. Giving him a veteran presence in that that room there is going to be uh, something you're going to have to do anyway. So I mean, and knowing Gruden's offense, and and he would be like having a coach. So uh, it makes sense That's to me, hard. Dane. Yeah. They may win some games. Yes. And and hurt. Thanks for trying yeah, no. that's good point. But also I looked at, you know, the odds I think this week for Andy Dalton once he was cut, they were favoring right. the Patriots. I mean, yeah. the Jags were still plus money. They were plus 125, 130, somewhere along those lines at FanDuel. There was actually minus 135 going to the Patriots. Like the Patriots, like I if I'm Andy Dalton. I got to figure familiarity as well, right? Or, or does Andy Dalton want to reignite the, uh, you know, all of a sudden uh, teach an old dog new tricks? I don't know, but it would seem to me at plus 125, that's a hell of a lot better. Uh, that's a little more value there, Andy Dalton signing with the Jags before it's all said and done. 
I think so too. I think the familiarity will reign supreme mm-hmm. here for Andy Dalton. Think about the situations that are out there. I also, I mean, and this is like the dirty little secret, right? Aren't the Jaguars and kind of almost any other team better stocked at the skill positions right now than knowing the Patriots? Like if I'm a quarterback, right, mm-hmm. and I and I have the next opportunity to make me look good, right? Like I go the Jameis route. That's correct. Yep. Where if I'm am pressed into action, I got you know I got Michael Thomas, I got Alan Kamara, I got Sean Payton coaching me up, right, to make myself look better for my own future. That's correct. Honestly, whoever winds up being the Patriots starting quarterback this year, who are they throwing to? That scares you. Like what? What? In my fantasy football world, Joe, <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a Patriot selected until pretty far down. I'll tell you this. There'll be a Jaguar selected in fantasy football draft before a Patriot. Nope. Yep. I got to tell you here, Dan, it's a, for minus, there, there's some money to be made there, I think, with still Cam Newton and with uh, with Andy Dalton on the board in a futures pick. I, I do think, no matter what they say, um, there is going to be an effort, and I know it doesn't happen because teams don't tank gain, but uh, there is going to be an effort in Jacksonville this year to try and do as little as uh, humanly possible. I do think Fournette will be on a different team as well. It's going to, they're going to, yeah, they're going to push Miami, us. Uh, Miami went ahead and traded Bills and yep. traded Huntsville, traded yep. Patrick. And now the Jaguars are like, hey, they may trade for Matt, they may trade Jonathan Zockway. Yep. But here's the thing. In this parallel, Andy Dalton, if he comes in, could play the role of Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> right? And right. Ryan Fitzpatrick actually played too well. You know, the Dolphins almost lost their chance at getting their new franchise quarterback. Absolutely. Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. around and yep. won some games. And I'm saying that Andy Dalton could mess around and win some games with the Jaguars. And yep. mess it all up. So I mean, <laughs> I agree. With you know, the idea of having him in the room, being the veteran president. Right. But you know, all of a sudden these Jaguar fans are going to realize that Dalton is better than Gardner Minshew, and yep. chirp that they want him in. The backup quarterback is always a popular guy on the team. And then what happens when the Jags win a few big games under Anderson? Yeah, it's um. I think you've got to go into this season, guys. Regardless, realizing that. A lot of teams, I think all the teams, are going to actually be a step behind what they normally would have been because of the virus that the new rules uh, implemented, of course, giving guys less opportunities, certainly combining that with the virus, less opportunities to get together, new teams, new people, rookies. Um, You know, I'll say it again and keep harping on it. There is opportunities with unders here. Uh, that are going to be there. You don't have to look any further than Tampa Bay that got jacked all the way up to nine and a half now. Um, I I do think that veteran teams, the Matt Ryans, the Matt Staffords of the world, these guys that for the most part have been there and done that, I do think they're going to have a bigger advantage here early on in the season, Dane, than some of these teams working in new quarterbacks, new new skill position guys. Uh, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of value on this board because if they can't really get together, Dane, theoretically, to say they don't hit the field together until August, man, you are, this is a different, uh, the first half of this season is going to look much different, I think, than what we are used to in the past. I agree. Uh, your idea of hundreds is one way to approach it. Yep. I'll also tell you, so one way I'm looking at it is my eyes are on the NFC. So yeah. My eyes are on the NFC. Because in that division, the Giants have a new head coach. The Cowboys have a new head coach. The Washington football team has a new head coach, right? So all three of those teams are in this position that you are talking about, Joe, right? These guys have to learn a new team, you know, build more familiarity. Meanwhile, the division champion in that division, Philadelphia, has the same head coach, has the same franchise quarterback, and one of these front offices that I know you and I feel like give the benefit of the doubt to, right? They brought in Darius Clay to address their quarterback. They yep. went ham on a different wide receiver. They've even gone ahead and got an insurance policy of Carson Wentz can't play 16 games. I'm telling you, this idea of the quality and the kind of gap that we are in, I think is something that favors the two 
Yeah, uh, listen, it's not going to – Buffalo's trying to invent a passing game, getting digs, right. getting – they're trying to bring along their, their young quarterback. This is all – Going to be hard to do here, guys. A lot of uh, caveats here uh, heading into the NFL season and certainly some of these future bets. But speaking of the future, we've got ourselves some horse racing coming up here. The Arkansas Derby will break it down. We'll give you our thoughts. We'll uh, hopefully be able to get some of our best bets at the Arkansas Derby today. We'll do that coming up next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, guys. Welcome back in. Here it is, the grid. SportsGrid.com, the early line. Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez here with you. And it is time on this weekend special here to uh, make some money. And no better way to do it than, well, actually, I'm sorry, the only way to do it right now really is on the track with the ponies horse racing. And it is a uh, special day. It should have been. Uh, we should be talking about mint juleps and, uh, and Churchill Downs and all that fun stuff. But uh, that is not to be. We'll have to wait till September. But in the meantime, we got ourselves an Arkansas Derby, uh, which is going to, of course, in all likelihood, provide one of the favorites for the upcoming 146 Kentucky Derby. And who better to help us here than a total degenerate there? Uh, he is, of course, the track handicapper in uh, at the Palm Beach. He's known as Mr. Simulcast there at, uh, at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Uh, Benny, our good friend Benny the Boot, joins us. And uh, all right, listen, Benny, it's been a while, man, um, since they've done this whole two-division thing where now we've got so many damn horses, we don't even know what to do with. So they've actually kind of split it up into two different divisions. Does that benefit anybody in this race? Does it not benefit? Like, how do you approach handicapping this kind of race where you've got, well, you've got two totally different sets of horses now instead of one big race? Well, here's, here's how it works, Joe. Uh, who benefits is a, a guy that doesn't need an edge, and that's Bob Baffert. Because he's got, he's got two favorites going, and instead of running against one another, the guy gets a break and he runs both ones in two different divisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not right. Something not right about this. <laughs> Benny, I was going to ask you about does, that. What it does right? is the reason so many people did get involved in these races because they have time now. I mean, they can get the points that they need to get in the race because we're talking about September 50th. That's, you know, training is a, is a strange thing. Horse training is a strange thing. You know, you, you set out a plan. It's like a roadmap, and you follow that roadmap, and then all of a sudden, everything goes sideways on you, and you've got you to redo everything. And the, the guys that benefit that are the experienced trainers, mm-hmm. the guys that know how to make adjustments, like Bob Baffert, like uh, uh, Todd Fletcher. These are the guys that benefit big time. And, of course, now there's so many... There's so many unknowables now with some of these new horses. Who knows? Hey, Benny, you know, this idea that the Baffert horses coming in from California are the favorites in both races makes sense to me. And you're talking about, you know, elite-level jockeys and trainers. I'm a New Yorker, okay? So you know I lean Todd Fletcher and I lean Johnny Velasquez. And I see that he has Governor Morris in this first race. Going off at 92, underperformed a little bit in his last time out. Do you think he can bounce back in this race today? Well, I'll tell you the truth, Dane. I, I kind of agree with you. And here's the alternative. As I mentioned before, the top guys are Baffert and, and also Fletcher. And Governor Morris is very impressive in the Florida Derby. Uh, and he ran it against a pretty good skill at Tampa Bay. Uh, I think he can get the nine for all. The trouble is... Uh, can he beat the favorite? That, that's, that's really the question here. But I think Governor Morris is definitely an, an exotic, a, a triple maybe. Uh, what is the mirror on that? That the value, of course, at 9 to 2 uh, is for sure. But, uh, you know, definitely a play, Dane, 100%. All right, so, Benny, you got to let's talk the chalk because uh, everyone else is certainly. I mean, we'll start at the top, number one, right? Charlotte's in there. Uh, Martin Garcia, Bob Baffert, like you mentioned, 
I mean, there's chalk and then there's chalk. I mean, is there, I mean, what are we talking about? What, even money to start on the morning line? Is there anybody, is he, is he that good in your opinion? Well, let me, let me tell you something, Joe. This guy could be another justified, and, and that's the truth. Wow. Uh, he, he's following the same exact path that justified did. The guy, his first time out, he ran six furlongs in a maiden race at 108. That's ridiculously fast time. That's yeah. like the wind. Uh, and then he followed it up uh, with a very good race uh, his next time out. Can he get nine furlongs? That's the big question. But I'll tell you the truth, man. He had plenty in the tank after the last race. So Charlatan is, is going to be at least at least even money, maybe even three to five. Uh, you know, he stands out over the field. Wow. Hey, Benny, yeah. I wanted to ask you, because I'm doing the same thing about Charlatan also, but he's only run twice, right? And so the idea that he gets stretched out a little bit, it may help him. The fact that the Kentucky Derby is all the way in September. But I want to ask you about the sequence about these triple crown races, because I know Kentucky Derby has been moved. We've heard the precinct has been moved. He has not heard yet about Belmont, which is supposed to technically be going off by June 6th. What would happen, Benny, if the Belmont wound up being the first triple crown race to test out getting the high Belmont? What if the first triple crown race was a mile and a half? That's a good point. What if Belmont is the first race of that Triple Crown, Benny? What that? What happens then? Well, let me, let me tell you, I don't yeah. believe it's going to happen. I mean, they, they say the Belmont is supposed to be June 20th, but I, I, I don't see it. I, I just can't see how Governor Cuomo lets anything like that happen. Mm. And I, I don't think the uh, New York Racing Association doesn't want to have a Belmont without people in the audience. I just, I, I mean... It, yeah. Yeah. The way things are crazy enough, but that would be really, that's like the, the derby without people in the audience. I mean, the whole, and, and not that, the preface in the infield, that was a sideshow in and of itself. So what do you do? You send all these people home, it's crazy, man. But the question, a very good point, though, uh, Dave, is that uh, how you ask three-year-olds to run a mile and a half on just two races is kind of crazy. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's always asking the impossible, but... As I said, this was the path that Justified did. Remember, Justified did never ran as a two-year-old. Came out, ran two or three races, and then swept the Triple Crown. You know, I mean, it, it, it just—it's a strange and the same trainer, the same connections. The whole thing is—it's kind of flaky. But I'll tell you, unless somebody shows me that you can get past this guy, because in his last race, I'll tell you the truth. He was jogging in the last days of the wild, so there's no reason why he can't do this thing. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about that second leg of the Arkansas Derby here, uh, Benny, when uh, the favorite, obviously, I, I believe, uh, continues uh, to be number 11, Wells Bayou. This is Brad Cox, who's got a couple of interesting horses in these uh, couple of races, too. Yeah, so what do you think about Wells Bayou and what Brad Cox brings to the table? You mentioned experience here at this point over here. What are your thoughts on Brad Cox's entries in Wells Bayou? Well, it was a very respectable trainer. Uh, uh, got a big future in front of him, relatively new, relatively unknown to a lot of people. Uh, gets a good jockey uh, with Juro. Um, I tell you, post three is, is good, but outside post three is even better. Mm. Because for three-year-olds, the less they want traffic, the better off you are. And if he's outside, he's not going to negotiate that traffic. So. You know, I give him a, a really good look there, but you got to still, I'm telling you guys, this Nadal is another one like Charlton. Um, you know, you, you got to show me that you can beat him because I, I don't know. He's just, the guy's awesome. I, mm -hmm. I don't know what, how else to say it. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, you know, a perfect three for three. Uh, he really ran well in the San Vicente and the Rebel Stakes. Uh, you know, this is right in his wheelhouse. I mean, there's, there's nobody in here that, He's afraid of. I, I just don't see it. I mean, you, you're right about Wells, but uh, I don't know. You, you, I hate to be a chalk guy. You have no idea how this is killing me to pick chalk. I really have no idea, guys. But um, it, it is what it is. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather cash a ticket or, or not play than, you know, than, and then go against the winner. Yep, so true. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. You're talking about how, you know, you or it's kind of the elite trainer, the elite jockey, especially in this context, and maybe going a little talk. 
one of the horses that I would have loved to be seeing today here at Oakland against the Bachelor's horses. This is the law. But unfortunately, since the law after this big time game is for trade, is going to kind of stick this one out. And that makes sense. He's already got enough points to qualify for the Kentucky Derby. How is the law stacked up against the Bachelor's horses? Is that going to be a different parallel to the Bachelor's no, no, Tis the law. He wants to know about Tis the law because obviously sitting out got enough points. But what do you think about if Tis the law how was the run against up? these Baffert? Yeah, how would he stack up against the the Nadals here and of course Charlton? You guys are asking me hypotheticals. Now. <laughs> I have enough trouble picking horses. Now you're asking me hypotheticals. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm wondering about that. That's all. Yeah, he is sitting this one out, so. Tis the law uh, was the early favorite in the future bets. Mm. And he's done nothing wrong, too. Also, three for three. Uh, hasn't been challenged. Uh, looked like he had plenty in the tank last time. We're going to have to see. I, I think we're going to see him one more time before the Derby. Uh, but he's, he's a force to be reckoned with. I would like to see him run against one of these uh, winners from today's races to see where he stacks up, but I don't think we're going to do that. I, you see, trainers like to avoid running against really tough ones, and uh, since the law is handled by a pretty good crew, West Coast is a pretty good crew. They know what the hell they're doing, um, and they're going to preserve this guy. They want to get everything they can out of him, but uh, they're very good horse, and we'll have to see. And uh, you, you mentioned Oakland uh, handicap. Mm. Uh, that's another big one I cited, but that's for older horses. And I tell you, a lot of very familiar names are in this race, mm. uh, uh, and including uh, Tax and Tacitus and yeah. Improbable. Now, yeah. the same case for, for Improbable. Improbable, don't forget, in all these races, he's been bet very heavily, but he always has trouble in the gate. He gets very nervous in there. But I'll tell you, he's another one. He got post 14. He's out in the parking lot man, when he starts off, and there's not going to be anybody to give him any trouble. So uh, I hate to bring it up, but he's another one that could really um, really improve the outside post. But uh, it's a very good race. And um, I just wanted, there's one other thing. Let me go backwards a little bit. There's a, there's a horse in the second leg of the Arkansas, King Guillermo, who has my favorite rider on him, Sammy Camacho. And this, this guy is he's a 30-year-old jockey from Venezuela. And mm -hmm. Has a huge future, guys. I'm telling you, this guy is going to be an all-American. He's going to be a future star, uh, and he's got a connection with Venezuelan trainers. And Avila is the trainer, and this guy came from the clouds to win the Tampa Bay Derby at a huge price. Uh, I don't know why second uh, second choice ridiculous. <laughs> I wanted to get five or six for one on this one, but uh, it definitely be in my uh, exotic uh, picks for sure. All right, King Guillermo, and uh, there is a little chalk there, but we did uh, we did give you, of course, uh, a couple of ways to approach these two uh, big races. But unfortunately, you're going to have to include one way or the other. You're going to have to include the uh, the chalk there, Charlton and Nadal, Wells Bayou, King Guillermo. Now is another one there. Um, yeah, and Amar it, there's going to be an opportunity here to cash some tickets and. Nothing like being uh, talking degeneracy there with uh, Benny the Boot. He is the track handicapper there at the uh, Palm Beach uh, County uh, Kennel Club there. And uh, I know where you'll be. I know what you'll be doing there, Benny. So enjoy the races. Good luck. Thanks for stopping by and hanging out with us today. Thanks, boys. See you. All right. All right. Well, that about does it for us here as uh, we are getting ready for what is going to be finally a weekend with uh, some sports action. Of course, the Arkansas Derby going to be the focus of attention here today. I want to thank uh, once again Benny the Boot here, the resident uh, house horse handicapper there at the Palm Beach Kennel Club in South Florida. Uh, I'm with him. I mean, listen, it looks chalky. There's no way around it. Absolutely looks chalky in both divisions of the Derby of, uh, of the Arkansas Derby here as. Whoever the winners are of both legs here are eventually going to have to meet each other anyway when it comes to the Kentucky Derby in, uh, in September. But they don't have to face each other today, but they both, both Nadal and Charlton, are in a position here. Favorites, I hate betting chalk too, just like Benny said, but the reality is an opportunity 
exists for you guys to get at least one leg of a uh, of a ticket there and i do think it's fairly these are the best horses in the field there are some opportunities mr guillermo obviously uh that uh, benny gave us there there's some opportunities uh well bayou is another horse there that you might be able to use in some exotics so uh there's some money to be made i mean just because it's a even money shot or two to one shot doesn't mean uh you play it to win but certainly in doubles and triples and uh those types of tickets you certainly have something to work with it always helps to know that you've got uh the best horse in the race on your ticket uh in both legs and it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it goes and then of course we're going to continue to move on here in the month of may with more sports coming to life ufc next week nascar after that pretty much uh, it feels like Three days a week, we're going to have NASCAR races beginning on May 17th. So it won't be long before the NBA gets back on the court, whether it's at Disney World or wherever it may be. Major League Baseball certainly seems like we are closer to seeing action on the diamond before. So it is a good time of year. We're going to keep that positive attitude rolling uh, throughout the entire month and we're going to look to uh, getting back to make it rain for you at some particular points this month with the action. But on behalf of uh, my co-host, uh, Dane Martinez, want to thank again Benny LeBoot for stopping by, talking the Arkansas Derby. I'm Joe Ranieri. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Be safe this weekend, and then come back and join us again on Monday. We've got you covered at 7 a.m. Here on The Grid, it is The Early Line. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com.